Welcome back to the Morning Kick podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Good morning, Kicksters. Welcome to the Morning Kick. This morning, the coffee didn't seem to work so well. We seem to be running a little bit late, but that's the joy of an internet that is absolutely crowded at the moment. You've probably been hearing about how Zoom is having to scale all of its meetings globally, how Netflix and all of the other streaming services are having to downgrade some of the quality of the programs they put out because we're spending so much time online. And services like we're using for the Morning Kick is also getting a little bit crowded. So today, it looked like there was a little bit of a queue at the internet traffic lights. Anyway, this morning, I'm really pleased that we're going to be able to be able to talk about a very important topic, and that's entrepreneurship. And, you know, there's a lot of people with good ideas dealing with COVID-19 for different reasons. There are people that are pivoting their business. There are those that are considering what next, maybe as they look to the future of the business they're in, or maybe they have actually been let go from a job and are saying, what can I do to actually take me into the next part of my life? Well, this morning, I'm really pleased that we're able to welcome to the show Ingrid Thompson. Ingrid, thanks very much for joining us on The Morning Kick. Pleasure to have you this morning. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, everybody. And I'm one of those people hogging up internet because I've already done my Pilates class. So (laughs) there we were hogging up the, the making sure that there was a jam at the traffic light so um, yeah wonderful to be here Andrew and thanks everybody for waiting for us now isn't it amazing how we are using technology to take care of all of these different areas of our lives who would have believed that yoga classes Pilates classes and things would start to be done online in such a way but that's the way it's happening right now isn't it it sure is. I've got clients who run Pilates businesses, run yoga businesses, um, other allied health um, professionals, and I'm just in awe and in admiration of how quickly people have jumped into online. You mentioned pivoting there, people changing their business models. It's just been phenomenal how quickly some people have just been able to do that. And some not so much because the technology is a bit tricky and <laughs> I think everyone's feeling the effects of of so much of this sort of thing but um yeah it's been it's really been wonderful but there's some great ideas coming out of it as well so and i know we're going to talk about some of that this morning well they say that necessity is the mother of invention and today we're going to be talking about how you can actually get those inventions to life and what are the practical steps to make sure that they can succeed if you're actually watching one of the replays either on facebook on youtube Welcome to the Morning Kick. Please share this with your friends and also have a look at the about 30, 40 other episodes that we've had with some great advice. Now, Ingrid, before we get going, I'd love to know a little bit of your background. Can you tell us how you got into this? You're doing business coaching, mentoring. You've got some great information about starting a business. Where did all this kind of both desire and information and wisdom come from? Well, um, a a long life of being a super helper, actually, is probably how I would describe it, is that um, I just had this ability to make things simple. Um, You know, I've always thought 
people overcomplicate things. And, you know, I started life as an accountant and one of the things that used to make me... Um, make my eyes water really was that people made things so complicated and you know I was quite young and I was working in a really um, beautiful big international hotel that was built in Brisbane it was the Sheraton it's now the Sofitel and um, I used to help the department heads calculate their manpower calculate their costings and they all just said oh wow is that all there is to it you know and I think sometimes the accountants and some of the professions make it more complex than it needs to be so that was sort of the beginning of my gift of a superpower um, I spent a number of years in corporate accounting and then I left um, in early 2000 and I wanted to start my own business because I had this fantastic idea um, but I didn't know what I was doing in 2000 it was books at the library or you know all that sort of thing I made so many mistakes I paid money to people who said they could help me and I don't know what they did but I it never seemed to go where it was supposed to go and then one day I gave that away because people started asking me to help them with their accounting and with their processes in their in their business um, in the corporate world I'd kind of moved from the accounting section into the training and development section, organisation development. And I was able to combine my love of helping people with my understanding of business to help people understand how to run that part of the business better. So I got very involved in understanding how people learn, how we um, how we reach goals, how we improve ourselves. I've always been a bit of a self-development sort of junkie, you know, that sort of love signing up for those. But in 2000, about 2002, three, a friend of mine said, Ingrid, can you come and help us with our bookkeeping? And I said, bookkeeping? I haven't done any kind of bookkeeping for years. Oh, you have to be better than the one we've got. So that was my introduction to small business. And I thought, man, these are amazing people doing amazing things. So to cut, you know, 15 years later, 20 years later, I thought, if people knew better how to set up a business, how to start a business, and I know there's tons of free stuff on the internet, but people can spend a lot of time looking for the information and is it valuable? How do I know if it's true? Because, you know, if it's on the internet, how do we know? So a couple of years ago, I started writing a book um, and I decided to really focus my business on helping people understand what it takes to start a business, how to take that idea to first sale, how to validate, how to um, understand the problem. And so I've spent the last few years really focusing in that area and I love it. Um, I do still work with existing businesses, as I said, but I do love helping people figure out if this idea that they've got. And Andrew, can I tell you a secret? And listeners, I reckon everyone between has the two a just between the two of us. So, so listeners, just do look out the window or something right now. Is I reckon everyone has a secret dream to have a business of their own. And they've got a little, it's kerneled away somewhere. And, you know, and all we need to do is water it and it will come to fruition. Not every idea should be a business. Um, and I'm really clear about that. And not every person should be in a business. They could go help someone else run their business. But yeah, that's pretty much me. I, you know, I guess I'm a super helper. I love making things simple. And, you know, I'm determined that businesses can be successful. I really like hearing about that. And a little bit later, we're going to come back to Ingrid's website, healthynumbers.com.au. So tuck that one away because you're going to find a lot of great resources that Ingrid can share with you at healthynumbers.com.au and information about her book as well. We'll come back to that one shortly. Ingrid, Let's start at the very beginning, because as Julie Andrews said, that's a very fine place to start. And let's have a look at one of the key things. I wake up, I had too much pizza, 
or drink the night before. I'm going to blame the pizza. And suddenly I've got a spark of an idea. Is this something that I should just start doing? Or as you said, how do I validate whether it's a good idea or a bad idea? Can you give us some framework? I certainly can. And I love the the, the, um, the reference there, the example there of the pizza and some wine, because I think a lot of people come up with a great idea when they've been drinking wine. And it's a fabulous idea with the rose wine glasses <laughs> <laughs> and then tomorrow morning you wake feels up and right. you think, oh, I don't know about that. Is it such a good idea? So the very first thing, and I love what you said earlier about necessity being the mother of invention because that is the secret to understanding if you have a business idea. Is there a necessity for it? Does anybody want it? Because the number one reason businesses fail is there is no market. People talk about it being cash flow or being related to money, and it is. And the reason it's related to money is because nobody wants to buy what it is that your idea is. And so that necessity is actually the key to knowing if you have an idea. So the first thing is to define the idea that you have. And then you validate the problem that your person has. So when you've got an idea, somebody is going to want that. And who is that person that wants it? And what is the problem that they have that you're fixing? Now, a lot of people come up with an idea because they have the same problem. So, you know, somebody has a particular um, desire to eat a certain type of bread. So they start, they can't find the bread that they want. Um, maybe that's not such a great example right now because, that um, you know, there's been a lot more breads. But if you've got a particular, you don't eat, you know, you don't eat um wheat or you, you can't eat certain products, then the, the food product that you want might not be available in the market. And, you know, there's there's such a, a variety of people that have got um, things that they need to eat. And that's where, you know, a lot of the breads have come from because people said, well, I can't get the bread that I like. You know, I grew up in an Irish house and um, no one sells the sort of bread that my mother used to make, an Irish soda bread. And there is one bakery in, in Sydney that makes it. Um, and they started doing it for exactly the same reason. In fact, the founder was somebody from Canada. So, you know, if I really wanted that bread and I, and I would take it, I would find out if there are other people around who would just love those breads that their grandmother used to make or their mother used to make when they were in Ireland. And, um, you know, that would be an idea. So you'd go out and find out, is there that problem? And then you would take your idea to market and see if anybody will buy it. Now, not your aunt not your cousins, not your mum, because she'll buy anything. Um, it's got to be people outside your circle because if they will give you money, then maybe your idea has some traction. So, you know, that, that's basically the four steps of the idea validation. And, of course, then the other side of it is who are you to start a business? So that's a whole other um, thing about, you know, have you got the resilience? Have you got the tenacity? Are you good at time management? Um, have you got some money stashed away so you can survive for a few months if it never doesn't make any money? Because there's quite a lot of costs in setting up a business. Yeah, I could talk about this all day long. <laughs> but you hit a, a really good thing. I, I think sometimes our idea is so centred around what we will create or make or solve but we actually forget about who's actually going to buy it. And I really like the fact that you've actually asked, are there other people that need my problem-solving solution? And yeah. once we start to validate that, then we know whether we have a market. We can test how much the market's prepared to pay. We're able to test how often the market is prepared to pay. So whether it's the kind of thing that they'll buy once and that's it, and then you've got to find another customer, or whether they're going to buy it monthly or yearly. So really good for people to start thinking about who will buy the solution. So the next steps after that, 
um, you mentioned some really good things about testing our own self, uh, what we bring to the table, resilience, uh, the fact whether we've got a, a little bit of money tucked away to be able to ride those initial startup with their weeks, months or years. What other things can we actually start doing? Who do I need on my team to help me in this process? Well, certainly if you're not good at some things, get someone to help you. So, you know, if if you're not a technical person and you've never designed a website, then you know, there's lots of ways of getting somebody to help you with even a simple one page, get on social media. So one of the things um, would be around the name of the business as well is like, what are you going to call yourself? Because as soon as you have the name for the business, you want to register it and you want to make sure you can get the website, that you can get the, all the social medias. And even if you don't use all the social medias, it's important to register them so that if somebody's looking for you, um, you know, like healthynumbers.com.au. Um, I couldn't have healthy numbers in some one of the socials. So, you know, I'm not changing my website now because I, that's been my website for more than 10 years. But, um, you know, how do you have a consistent name across all of your, um, across all socials and across registrations so that people can find you? Um, what else about who else do you need to help? If you're not good at bookkeeping and accounting, go and get some accounting advice. Get, if you need terms and conditions, don't just download somebody else's from the internet. Go get a lawyer and draw those up. And that's what I meant about it being expensive to, to really get started is, you know, um, what, what do you need and make sure you've got all the compliance with your council, with the local government. If it's food, there's about a thousand different things you have to comply with food. If there's anything to do with children, there's another thousand things you have to do regarding with children. So, you know, it's really important to... Um, know what all of the compliance stuff is. And most of the time, that's the boring stuff that people don't want to do. And, you know, running a business has lots of groundhog days. Ingrid, there's a, there's a lot of statistics that small businesses will fail in the first 12 months or 24 months. Absolutely. Uh, and that's not what we want to hear. So are there some things that I should watch out for? I know that a lot of business owners actually try to do everything and then don't work on the product or the service that they're actually trying to deliver, but they try to do the website themselves, the bookkeeping themselves. What other kind of um, potholes should we watch out for in this road ahead? Just not getting out of the house. I think, um, you know, that's one of the most important things is until you actually go out and validate the problem with your clients by or your potential clients by talking or customers and talking to them, is there actually... Um, a need for what you have. You're, you're like a detective. I like to think of it as being like a detective. Now, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I love Scandi Noir and I love murder mysteries. And, um, you know, I love watching them when they put the thing up on the wall and they have all the pictures and they draw the lines and they try to join the dots. And that's really what we need to do when we're starting a business This is who are all the likely people? What are the questions we want to ask them? And then we want to listen. We want to really get deeply into listen mode and find out if that problem is something that enough people have and then validate the solution by taking it out. So, you know, if you wanted to be a yoga or Pilates teacher, you don't need to go sign a five-year lease and have all of the, that. Start teaching in a local hall or something. See if there's people around you. Set up something online and start teaching the classes online and see if there's enough of a following for what you want. And then if you want a bricks and mortar and commit to leasing, um, that's what you... So I think the, 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 one of the big pitfalls is that people focus on the wrong things. 
they focus on the fun stuff, what I refer to as the fun stuff. Oh, what colour will my walls be? And um, what sort of logo should I have? And yes, it's important to get branding right, but you've got to find out if anybody wants what you're actually selling first. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest pitfall is really focus on the boring stuff. And even uh, to look at your market and find out whether there are existing competitors out there that you need to be conscious of and yeah. position yourself uniquely aside from them as opposed to being just another duplicate of something in the market. Yeah. Ingrid, um, if people come to healthynumbers.com.au, I love your positioning yourself. I'm here to help you create, start and grow your business. Um, tell me, are you kind of targeting and talking to entrepreneurs regularly or, or startup businesses? And what resources can we find on your website? I do talk to entrepreneurs and um, startups um, and that's changed a little bit in this new world because um, in the previous world I ran um, for a number of years through a community college, I ran a course for people starting a business and it was that that inspired me to um, write my book and to, um, to actually start a podcast called So You Want to Start a Business. Um, where I've interviewed a number of people about what it takes to start a business. So that would be the other thing that I would suggest people do is just immerse yourself in what it takes to be in business. Um, there's a couple of really terrific um, podcasts. I Built This is a really fabulous um, podcast for people to listen to. My podcast is pretty good, so you want to start a business, but it's a different um, sort of uh, approach. Um, so whatever way you can learn a bit more about your um, the idea of starting a business so that, that's the um, the episodes we took a little break because I've been a bit refocused um, during COVID but this month um, there's a whole stash of episodes backed up so they're all going to be re-released but there's some terrific um, podcasts there I like to work one-on-one -on -one with people. So if people um, wanted to um, book some sessions with me, I love to work one-on-one -on -one with people. But, you know, Andrew, the book and the workbook, and there's a number of activities in the book. If somebody just gets the book and takes the workbook, you don't even need the workbook. You could just get your own notebook or you could have oh, the book. Here we go. Thank you very much. So you want to start a business, it's on the website or if you want the Kindle version, um, you go to Kindle and get the Kindle version. You could do it yourself. There's enough instructions and there's enough information in the activities in the book to start to give you a really good idea of whether your business has legs. And then once you've decided that, then um, it's, you know, work with me. There's a lot of resources that um, the government offers. Um, they have, you know, there's some government agencies that offer coaching at a very reasonable price. Um, I, I encourage people who've so one of the things that I would say to someone who's wanting to do something that they've never done before is go and get some experience in it. So I hear people want to open a flower shop. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely to open a flower shop? Go work in a flower shop. Go and see if that's actually something that you want to do. Oh, I'd love to have um, a yoga studio. And that, you know, it's not just about teaching classes all day long. There's the marketing, there's getting new clients. Um, and it's that constant search for new clients that is one of the things that becomes very debilitating for a lot of people is where are those a new clients going to come from? Mm. A lot of business owners hope that they will collect a client and keep a client for life. But every business has a threshold where there's going to be a need for topping up with new clients, new leads. And whether that's 20% or 40%, getting a sense of how much you rely on that new client turnover is going to be really important. 
one of the things I'd encourage you to do if you're wanting to dig deeper and find out more about starting a business on Ingrid's website is go to the second menu along, start here, nice and easy. And Ingrid actually walks you through a process of being able to find out a little bit more about Ingrid, the services that they offer, find out more about the book and the podcast, and you can find out more information, all that at healthynumbers.com.au. Ingrid, thank you very much, Andrew. <laughs> Finding out about your business, because I really like it when we can find experts like you. There's a lot of accountants that may do a bit of business coaching on the side, etc. but you've got a real focus on helping the startups, which is fantastic. And I think during COVID or post-COVID, we're going to see a lot of entrepreneurship and new business ideas coming out. It'll be a little bit like the Phoenix out of the ashes scenario. And we wish it at you, if you're watching right now, if you've got a dream to start a business, listen to what Ingrid said, start doing your research, dig deep about yourself, dig deep about what it means to run a business and explore, does the market need your idea, your solution? If you can do those three things, you're going to find uh, that you probably have a rosy road ahead as opposed to being one of the statistics. So do your due diligence and connect with people like Ingrid. Ingrid, thanks very much for being on The Morning Kick. You've been wonderful. I uh, look forward to getting you back and maybe we can have a talk about one of those new podcasts that are going out at some time in the future. Lovely. Thanks so much, Andrew. Bye, everyone. Well, this uh, next month, we have a full list of guests all the way through into July. Really quite excited about some of the people that we've got coming on the show. We're going to talk about the not-for-profit sector. We've also got somebody coming in to talk about their expertise in trademarks and trademark law for your business. And we've also got some copywriters coming in to talk about how to write copy to get your brand right on your website. Look forward to catching up again on The Morning Kick. Join us for the next episode.